Greetings all. So we had a little bit of some technical difficulties with the sound quality in this episode from time to time. And we just wanted to put a disclaimer here at the front of the episode for that. We apologize for that, but you can understand pretty much everything, like 99%. But there's going to be one, maybe 2% that doesn't come through clearly. So please be warned. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. And let's get on with the show. Hey, my name is Henry Kenji. I am the mugger in Batman Returns. I had to fight with uh, Catwoman. And you don't want to get slashed in the face like I did. Hi, everybody out there. I am Branscombe Richmond. I am delirious clown, bad boy clown, a clown that you don't want to mess with. And if you didn't get it, you missed. Hi, this is Greg Cummins, the acrobat thug from Batman Returns. I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks for listening to superhero stuff you should know. Welcome once again to Superhero Stuff You Should Know in a very special episode with tons of guests. I am Ben, and with me, as usual, is my co-host next to me. It's Andrew, everybody. I don't have a crazy intro because I'm surrounded by clowns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These are the real, the real crazy guys here. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. This is incredible. Yeah, Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Where you so I met these three fine gentlemen at the 30th anniversary oh. celebration at Nostalgic Nebula. Uh, Branscombe being the photographer on this one for the selfie. And uh, I thought I should bring all three of them on to basically share about their experiences on it. All three of you had amazing, basically fantastic stories about your time on the set. And not everybody who uh, listens to us or watches our show had the opportunity to be there, including Andrew himself. So this, this is going to be new for Andrew, too in terms of the stories there. So I thought I would bring all of you on and, and share your experiences for all of us. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Happy to be here. So uh, I guess over to uh, Andrew's got the first question. All right. So for each of you, could you tell us how you joined the cast for Batman Returns? And I guess we can start with uh, who's who wants to go first on this one? Branscombe always goes first. <laughs> Hello, everybody out there. So I have the great pleasure of uh, being invited by Charlie Crawl as uh, the co-stunt coordinator, I believe, with Mr. Max Clevin. Um, I didn't really know Max, but I knew Charlie pretty well. We both come from the International Stunt Association. And uh, I went and I read. There was a whole bunch of people there. And then casting director said, everybody kind of stay here. And then we got in front of our director. And then um, I read for the director. And then he had it. And then I got the line. He kind of let you know right there. And it was interesting. I I, I didn't realize Batman was going to be such a big movie um, mm -hmm. because I didn't have any, you know, any hype at all. But. How I got on the I very grace to be part of this movie. Yes. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, let's go uh, to Henry next. Mm-hmm. Yo. How the heck did you get in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pretty much the same thing. Max Clevin and uh, Charlie Crawwell. Um, uh, they were coordinators, second unit directors on the show. And um, they came to me and asked me if I uh, would be interested in doing that uh, part and get scratched up. And I said, uh, yeah. So he said, okay, let's go. Uh, I had to go in front of the director, I think, do a quick read. And again, like uh, Branscombe, we right then and there, he said, gave a yes or no. And he said, yeah, it was fine. And uh, then I went on to get uh, scratched up. Awesome. Nice. Great scene. Great scene. Yep. And then Greg? Uh, you know, gosh, I, I hate to be repetitive, but. Exactly the same thing happened to me. Max Clevin called me up uh, prior to that film with uh, David Hasselhoff and Linda Blair, and, and he called me up and basically apologized. And said, well, you know, Greg, I, I read all these people, but uh, Tim Burton, you know, he, he doesn't like people I brought in the, for this just one role. And, and he said, would you mind coming in and just reading the one line? It's just one line. <laughs> we'll hire you. Know, we've got you like Burton. You know, uh, uh, you know, three weeks. I think I initially started that, but it turned into like thirteen, which was fine <laughs> with me. And he apologized. It was just one line, and, and I said, "Batman Returns with Tim Burton." Uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there, and, uh, and then I just went in. The line, you know, I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks. And if we were in like a like a outside, we would just see kind of saying, "Hi, this is Greg. Yeah, Tim Burton. Hi, nice to meet you. Okay." Did the line? Hey, Max says do the line. I did the line, and he said, "Oh, and that, that was it." You know, and, uh, and from then on, you know, I got in the film, and uh, and it was great. Got a nice thirteen weeks out of it, and uh, so that's how I got on. Same way as them. Awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, so all three of you had fantastic stories for the crowd at the Nostalgic Nebula event on uh, June twenty fifth, and so I'd love for all of you to sort of share. What your experiences were i guess first was branscombe you had a story about working with michelle pfeiffer in your big scene where you take her hostage yeah so here we are you know michelle is a lady and she's um what all of maybe 95 pounds so <laughs> um had a short rehearsal and everyone kind of said uh, let's just shoot this thing so during the rehearsal i uh held her but i made up like a circle with my arms so that she could use space in there to her things like and um after the rehearsal i want you to really hold me i want you to really hold me and i i want to really fight you and i said you got it <laughs> now her wrists are very um they're not very thick. When I grabbed her, I, I didn't realize how, you know, her, her arms and her wrists, and she's a petite gal. So after the first take, um, Ed asked me, you know, go back to the other way. <laughs> Give me a spot. Because when I, when I held her, she couldn't move. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and that was it. And, uh, hey, it was Mr. Chester. And, um, what honor. Great honor. Must have been tough holding Michelle Pfeiffer, huh? 
I was uh, very diplomatic, and I wanted to make sure that uh, we were all doing a great job. But, you know, when you hold somebody and she says, really hold me, mm-hmm. don't let – I mean, and I did, and I – you know, you, you can squeeze the air out of somebody. And I have a feeling she didn't realize, um, and not to say I'm strong, but just to realize. <laughs> but they actually paid you to put your arms around Michelle Pfeiffer. That's pretty yeah, cool. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank awesome. you, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, next, uh, Henry, you also have a Michelle Pfeiffer story. Yes, I did. I do. I have. I will. uh (laughs) And I think about it all the time, ever since it happened. Please share it. (laughs) Enlighten us. (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, She was Catwoman, uh, and I was uh, um, uh, told that Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer was going to be Catwoman, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what a lucky if I am, you're <laughs> kidding me. And I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. So we go in for a rehearsal. Uh, we're standing there, and uh, I'm going, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm standing here on Batman movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. How, how, how lucky can one man be? I can't <laughs> sing that song, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, I was like just fascinated and, and thinking, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, we're all fans, just like you guys are fans, and the fans are fans, and we're fans of our fans, but and we're also fans of our coworkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was fascinated uh, working with her and rehearsing, and excited to be on a movie as a you know a iconic movie, and then an iconic actress. So um, we did all the rehearsing. Uh, we go to get our wardrobe on. And when we come back, I'm all, you know, ready. And uh, then she comes walking out in that iconic Catwoman <laughs> outfit. And Lord have mercy, I forgot my routine. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> What? But it's okay. Let's rehearse. I'm going. Uh, uh, I mean, let's do it. Uh, can can we rehearse again? They go. Well, we did it. And I said, well, right now I'm having a problem. I can't. I remember it. So we go through the rehearsal again, and then I'm actually okay, and I I get the scene down. But and um, just to say that uh, um, she is a Oh man, she's she's so nice. Um, she was so concerned about scratching my eyes with those fingernails that they had on that she had to wear, and uh, she was very careful, very concerned, uh, and very nice. Um, the the thing that I, I want to say that she um, after it was all over and everybody's walking around, she made she had these hats like baseball caps made. Um, with the uh, they were black leather and they had the Batman and logo on the front of it and red embroidery. That's and cool. so she was giving them to the crew members, and she gave me one, and and I I held it and I looked at it, and I just kind of said, um, uh, "Did you 
did you think about um, signing these for everybody? And she said, she kind of got a, taken back a little bit. And then she said, I, I, would, I don't think anybody would want me to sign their hat. <laughs> and I went, oh, she's even more gorgeous than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> to have that kind of attitude and thinking that, you know, she doesn't want to put herself on people by signing their hats. I'm going, Lord, have mercy. Are you kidding? <laughs> so she just made herself gorgeous even more. She's really, really a nice lady. Awesome. And very fun to work with. That's great. Amazing. Uh, and then, Greg, I know you shared a story at the event about uh, you not only shooting your scene in your line, but also a little bit of your encounter with Christopher Walken that we might not have seen in the final film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just got to say real quickly, I didn't get a chance to work with Michelle Pfeiffer, but I did catch her when I went in for my wardrobe. Oh. And she was coming out right as I was going in. And I just did a, a little like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. And she went, hello, welcome to the show. And I went, thank you. <laughs> and I was kind of like, ah, you know, I couldn't say anything else. You know, I just couldn't even say, you know, I, I love your work. I, you know, I didn't want to say anything stupid. So I just kind of walked in. But, mm-hmm. but yes, um, you know, with the, uh, the acrobat thug thing, that did, um, we, uh, uh, we, I came running in from off stage. It's where I'm going to steal the baby from the, the mayor, uh, and or yeah, he's there with the baby and and uh, and his wife. And so I come running up, but I steal the baby. And and the action was, and it was a real baby. They didn't use a fake baby in the beginning. <laughs> really, baby. So I had oh, a real baby, real infant. <laughs> so I had to run in in one motion, sweep the baby out of. And you know you got to watch out for the neck and everything. And I never had a baby that that age, so that was freaky for me. But I had to just kind of take the baby and then push the guy out of the way on the right, then swing to the left to the microphone. And then Christopher Walken was there, and I bumped Christopher Walken, and then knocked him out of the way. I guess it didn't make it to the final cut, but I I was afraid of hitting him. I said, "Is it okay? How hard? How hard? I mean, am I okay?" He said, "Yeah, just bump into me, and then he falls away." And then I do my line, uh, you know, I'm not really, I hold the baby up. I'm not really once speeches, so I'll just say, thanks. And then I go running off. And then they did do a cutaway. I have to give credit to the stuntman who did that. I did not do the cartwheel down the stairs and into the manhole. Um, I, 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 and I do not have the name of the guy who did. He was an Olympic gymnast, and he was amazing. And, uh, uh, but everybody thinks that I did that. And I will never take credit for anything that's done. Mm. And, I, you know, I do stunts in my own, uh, you know, fight scenes of my own bad guy roles that I played for years, but, but uh, I, I couldn't do that. But, uh, but it, they cut it together. So it makes it look like I did, but I didn't, but yeah, you was- did. I saw you. I'm a witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I yeah that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I didn't do that. Uh, but it was just an incredible experience, just to even beyond the film. For me, I'm just there. everything was just, uh, you know, I'd just done a few films. I did a film called Stone Cold, and I was just kind of working my way up on TV and film, and I got this, and and it was just a huge deal for me because, you know, uh, it was a huge, they had five huge two football field sound stages that were five-story high, and every one was filled with these sets that were, you know, 
they kept it like 30 degrees for the penguins and each set oh, was yeah. different and they had no photographs mm. there and, and it was just amazing uh, uh the the production and the amount of people involved i'd never been involved in anything like that so it, it was just huge to just be involved and there were i was there were a lot of named people that were just trying to get little one-liners in that film just asking you know, can we get in and just do one line? Everybody in the business kind of wanted to be on this project because it was a, a huge deal at the time, huge deal. Mm -hmm. that Tim Burton did was huge then. And uh, so I, I just felt uh, really fortunate to be there. And uh, and I kind of did my own little thing there and I had my little line and Tim Burton really never talked to me. He just kind of kind of looked at him. He kind of got, <laughs> I went, you know, uh, I go, everything, uh, you know, we're going to do another take. And I go, anything different you want from me? Well, he did kind of say, so he kind of went, yeah, he kind of gave a thumbs up. Just keep doing what you're doing, kind of thumbs up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and so I just kind of kept doing what I did. And uh, and so that was it. I was kind of intimidated by him, actually, because he's, he's very quiet with me. And, and he, you can see sure. all machinations running through his mind. And he's concerned with the camera and the things and the wardrobe and just the actions and all this stuff that's going in his mind. So he was very cerebral. And, and so he was not as vocal as other, other directors I've worked with, but that's so it kind of intimidated me in what he was thinking, but, <laughs> but everything went okay. <laughs> and, uh, apparently he, uh, he left it in the film. So I guess he liked it. So, so. Mm -hmm. That's it on my end. Nice. Nice. Uh, I know you also mentioned, you know, you were there for, a good period of time. Uh, you said about yeah. like 13 or 14 weeks yeah. and stuff. So are yeah. like, are there, uh, you know, we mainly know you, I, I pulled these pictures up from your, your website. We mainly know you from that one line you said, but like, I, I see this other picture that you have here yeah. with the big coat and stuff. Yeah. So you're in the background of like some other, other scenes. scenes, yeah, some other scenes. And I think I had a line too, where I, I pulled a, a baby from a cage when all of us were taking over the city and stealing all the babies. And I, ah. I, had, I had another line with them when I, Took the baby to Danny DeVito, and I might have said something, but I, you know, honestly, I don't remember. But yeah, I had a little thing where I stole the baby from a cage or something from a, you know, we were stealing babies all over Gotham City, uh, that one stuff. So, and, and they just kept me in the background with a lot of, you know, the the thin clown, the fat clown, the uh, the snake lady, and all that. Because they figured they just keep me if they for just you know behind the scenes with the. You know, uh, Danny uh, playing the penguin. They needed Greg. Their... Hmm, yeah, that's a little disturbing that you're that good at stealing babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're delicious. They are... <laughs> I uh, I've never tasted anything that was quite as delicious as tender young babies. Yeah. You can see why you got this part. <laughs> And Burton was like, no notes. Did you write a book on it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, everybody eats babies occasionally, don't they? Uh, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah. Well, everybody was stealing babies. We were all stealing yeah. babies. Yeah, no, what, what you're describing is is a deleted, a deleted scene, and I have to actually the script excerpt. We were going to go over that described in acrobat clown taking a baby i just wasn't sure if they brought you back in to do that part and they just cut the scene or what but it sounds like they did yeah that i i again but i, I think it's in there it's just quick you know because they're everybody's running around and doing stuff uh so if you kind of blink you'll miss that part but uh <laughs> you know, i gotta go back of, and see it a lot of action a lot of action nice yeah awesome uh all right i go over back to andrew on the next question 
Okay, yeah. So uh, what was it like seeing the finished film? Let's go back to Branscombe. Well, I'll say about Tim Burton. You know, we were at the Grauman for casting crew. And he was at the front door meeting everybody, shaking hands. And he knew our name. Well, he knew my name. Awesome. Branscombe, I did it. Wait a minute. There's nine million people in this movie, and crew <laughs> members. And I had my son Farai with me, who that movie. He really wanted to be a filmmaker after that, and you know that wasn't the English. Like the first movie was made in England, and and what they did was is they made a certain movie, and it just happened to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I looked at. It. When I saw the movie, I was really really proud blown away i was taken aback because uh, it was it wasn't like the first one you see right yeah different a lot of those stunt guys uh, they came from england you know and so mm-hmm. we had uh, um our, our you know our fighters and stuff like that came from england the rest of the guys came from los angeles and you know we, we were stunt actors so and that's how can we got a shot, which uh, which is lucky for us because, you know, we just weren't stunt people. We were able to to do parts and do lines, and and those are the kind of things that really benefited us with the ability to go ahead and uh, create a character out of something that kind of happened. Um, I, I will say on uh, because I want to make sure I get this out. You know, Michael Keaton, um, when when he would stay in his dressing room because that outfit was hot. Mm. Couldn't breathe in that dang thing. So he would stay in, and when they absolutely needed him, um, that's why the rehearsal situation when in his scenes was we we didn't do it much, you know, uh, in my my stuff because he was just so hot. And then when it was cut print, moving on, they would walk into the trailers mm-hmm. because it was so. And the idea was on that Gotham set for us to go ahead and have our breath be seen. And, that, you know, in the beginning, you could see our breath, and then all of a sudden it kind of went away. I don't know what happened. I'm sure you know, to have people that set not be there on set because they didn't want them to use up all the cold air. Did you know? So if you, a lot of stunt people were just sitting out on the street there, and one of the fun things you'll ever see. Jeez. Wow. But the the product was an honor it just wowed me away it was like wow you know just wow even I when imagine. i saw it at the screen when all of us saw it at the screening again mm-hmm. it, it had to see batman returns you know when you think about it you know even though we had small parts everybody who had small parts as, as the, the clown people they mm-hmm. had prominent prominent uh, roles. I mean, I'm going to mention Travis McKenna because he's all a friend of all of ours. God bless his soul. He's still around, but you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he, he was a big guy. I mean, he was a big baby face clown and, and th- that's kind of all these characters. You know, I, I hadn't seen them in a while. And then when we went to the screening, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, you, you take a different look at it. You take a look, a more mature look and the notes. And you know what? Every person that had all roles in that movie, mm-hmm. they were still prime roles, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I think of Henry, you know, and Greg and, and so, you know, we really, we really stuck out there for a moment, even though the, this was so Batman going on. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And mm-hmm. um, a couple stunt guys did get hurt when they got ratcheted in, into the Christmas tree. I wanted to say that. Oh, uh, oh damn. I, I was there. Um, prior to me getting, I was running around the street uh, and the motorcycles were coming by us. And when they ratcheted those guys, look how far they went. They went over 100 feet and they landed inside the Christmas tree and they were supposed to be let down. But um, um, evidently something happened and, uh, you know, it, it happens all the time. Jeez. And one guy hit a horse. So that. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was and that was flying in the air and hit the stunt policeman off the horse. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. And it scared the wind off the horse. I got to say. Yeah, I can imagine. Prominent, prominent moment at um, in that movie. I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll be places, and people will miss man bat, and I got to turn around. Like <laughs> people of all different colors, Europe, Japan. I mean, and people say that. So you know, it's something that people do remember you and remember us and remember this movie. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Henry, wh- how was the experience for you then in watching the movie? Um, I, I have nothing left. Branson said it all for all of us. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I, um, I was fascinated listening to him. It was awesome. Um, yeah, when uh, I just, the same thing as just as far as being a part of it. You know, when you, when you do movies, uh, uh, you never know what's going to turn out to be any, what, what, what's going to be, how anything's going to turn out, if it's going to be any good or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like the, the, when we did movie car wash, uh, when I played in that, I had no idea that thing was going to turn out to be a cult film. And it's, mm-hmm. You know, you just never know what goes on. So mm-hmm. being a part of a Batman movie, you know, that's, it, that's, <laughs> You can be as cool as you want to be, but deep inside in your little brain, you're going, wow, man, I'm a part of this thing. <laughs> and and uh, it, was, uh, it was great uh, watching it, um, you know, when we went to the premiere. It was awesome to see how everything came together. And it, it was, like Branson said, it was, the place was loaded. There were people and things going on, bikes going by, cars going by, fire explosions, horses, all of that stuff was just a lot of things happening at one time. So it, it was just fascinating to be a part of that whole thing. And then um, after I hadn't seen it in uh, years, and then when we went to that uh, 30 year, mm-hmm. um, that was, uh, and watched the movie there, I mean, it was like brand new. Um, I, I kind of went through the same thing that Branson said, thinking, look at all the parts. And each, even though minuscule part, little part, mm-hmm. it was a big part. I mean, for every every little situation, uh, it was like a big moment, a splash of a big moment, you know, in the midst of this whole thing. 
and it was just uh and with the crowd that was there uh i would like to see it again with the same crowd (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean it was really fun watching it and and uh they the crowd getting all the moments that were in there and uh so Mm -hmm. it was just fun and fascinating and i i again same thing like brascom i just uh I'm very excited that I was a part of that and uh, I loved it. Awesome. That's great. And then uh, Greg, for yourself in terms of the, the differences between how it was like seeing it in 92 versus I guess the, the 30th anniversary, because, you know, Branscombe and, and Henry have been also mentioning sort of how there was a bit of a difference or a different uh, feeling, you know, here's the thing. They made me even more jealous because I didn't make the premiere because I was oh. out shooting cliffhanger for six months in Italy right when that premiere. Oh man. And okay. I couldn't go to the premiere. So listening to Henry talking about all the things <laughs> I missed made me miss it even more. <laughs> it horrible. My agent went. But I had a picture of you. I took a picture of you and I carried <laughs> it around and they went, Oh my God, that's the handsome guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody could tell that, even with the makeup. But I couldn't go to the premiere, and by the time I got back in the end of August, in an electric theater, so I couldn't even go see it in the theater. After wow. The and I had to wait for it to come out to video, and I went to the video and rented it and watched it on my TV. I never got to see it in the big theater, and uh, Cliffhanger had their premiere later. It was amazing, but you know, this Batman must have been an incredible premiere. So when I went to the 30th anniversary, that was the first time I sat in a theater in front of an audience. And I was just blown away. They loved it. But you know what? I loved it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and all the, com- it's not the computer graphics that they're using nowadays. Every stunt, everything. Right. Real people flying 100 feet through the air and flying over this and that, flying on motorcycles, crashing, people falling. It was crazy. And those were all real stunts. There was nothing fake. Mm-hmm. And it was real. And it held up the storyline, Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken. Everybody was amazing. And the film, held, if they did a, a, a full or limited release in this country, in like, say, a thousand theaters across the country, those things would sell out for, you know, like three weeks, four weeks. They would make a lot of money again. That totally held up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with watching, you, yeah. Watching other things with all the computer graphics and, you know, the Batman was out. And all, that was great. I was interested. But this was, you could see all these stunts were real. And there was so much happening. And uh, Michael Keaton was great. Michelle Pfeiffer was great. Uh, Walken, he's just, you know, what a jewel. His performance in that was amazing. And of course, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito is always amazing. So it totally <laughs> held up. And I, I think they should bring it out in theaters for the rest of the country to see again. Uh, I don't know why they don't. They're, they could make money off that. Uh, especially in Christmas, you know, it's a go-to Christmas movie Absolutely. for several people. I, uh, I just, that, yeah. was, that was the first time I got to see it in a theater with other people. So That's I awesome. I at the 30th anniversary. And I, I just love watching the Penguins myself because... You know, they had a rule. They said to everybody, you can't go to the penguins because, you know, they can bite and stuff like that. They don't want anybody to get injured for liability. But I got to know the penguin wrangler who came down from either Canada or Alaska. I can't remember. 
And so I got to go pet every day. I would sneak in there. <laughs> He'd teach me how to pet them and all that. And I'd be petting the big emperor penguins and the little ones. And I would do that every day. I would in there and I'd go pet the penguins. And it was so cool. I mean, I penguins for my friends. But when I was watching those penguins, I just was going crazy. I, because they were amazing. Was that was I remember that, but it, it was just uh, an amazing film. It held, it totally held up. It wasn't hokey, and like a, you know some thirty-year-old film. It, it it held up. I I think there's a whole generation of people that are watching at home TV screens that if they could see that in the theater, I think people would come out in mass. And you were talking about Danny Vito, Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken. And you know Henry Kinji and Branscombe Richcomb and me, you know. But, but seriously, though, they were really great. They it was great. And this people actually doing all the real stunts. Again, it makes a difference. It's it's way different than the computer graphics. It really is amazing. It uh, yeah, it's just got a great feel to it. So uh, that was my experience in front of the audience with the 30th anniversary. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. I mean, I, I had no idea that was your first time seeing it with a the, with the theater. Yeah. It was my first time seeing it in the theater as well, but obviously I have a very different oh, yeah. experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were <laughs> I was, I was just too, I was too young to go in, but yes. I, this was my first Batman movie in the theater. I'm older than Ben, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I missed oh, 89 I'm in the theater, but I saw this one. Yeah, sure. nice. And with uh, the crowd, the crowd really gave uh, even more life to it. Oh yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's so different from watching it at home because at, at first I was just like, yeah, I'll watch the movie, but I've seen it a million times. And then like when I watched it with the crowd, suddenly I'm like, oh, this is why people like to yeah. go and watch and that's why movies, movies like that need to be watched. Right. Screen. There's certain movies you just have to watch on the big screen. It's a whole different experience. You know, I just you know whether it's Lord of the Rings or whether it's. You know, um, Top Gun, which was out recently. I mean, it's just you got to see Matrix when it first came out. You got you got to see certain films at the theater, and Batman Returns is one of them. That, that would be really great to see it in the theater for everybody else. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, awesome. It There's a lot of stuff going on in every shot in the screen uh, on the screen, so it would be on the big screen. It'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was a great experience. Uh, to to watch with the crowd and also know that there were people who helped make it what it was, you know, helped make it what it is in the audience with us and celebrating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just yeah, amazing experience. Uh, so, yeah. for the interest of time, I think we will conclude the interview part. But we're going to have these gentlemen return to their roles for the first time in thirty years after this break that we're editing it. Hello, my name's Jonathan Dunn, host of the O3C podcast. Every week, I'm joined by my two best gaming buddies, Chris and Minty, and we talk about the games we're playing, the games we love, and how they rank alongside our sacrosanct top hundred favorite video games of all time lists. Deep dives into gaming mechanics, history, and lore abound, all topped off with lashings of irreverent wry British wit, witterings, and wisdom. For details on the show and more, head to o3c.games and tune in every Monday on the HyperX Podcast Network. Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we. We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Dev's Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all around nonsense. We stink at making commercials. <laughs> we f***ing got this one, bro. Be sure to stop by the Chew High Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions. Chew High Labs and the Nasty Labs Podcast. 
we're legally the best. Find inflation the old-fashioned way by spending less money. Check out the HyperX store at Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on new gaming gears so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. It's officially summertime and everybody talks about looking good for the warmer months, but few have the balls to do it. Well, it's time to nut up or shut up and take the easiest step to looking sexy this summer by using Manscaped. Manscaped's ultra smooth package makes sure you have the proper care for down there. And their Boxers 2.0 gives you the perfect stage to show off the new look. These products make you look hot, but your cleanly shaved nethers will keep you cool. And the Boxers 2.0 patented jewel pouch, trademark, technology, will keep your boys from turning any beach day into a swamp day. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com using the code JohnsonsBallsack. Yes, manscaped.com slash JohnsonsBallsack. The ultra smooth package is specialized three-step groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator, and crop gel. This kit is the perfect polish to make your family jewels shine. Step one, crop exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. The crop exfoliator can help you reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step two, crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. It's called your delicate area for a reason. This is one place you do not want to go in blind. Step three, it's time to shave. The crop shaver, trademark, was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. This razor has three precision blades that include extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. To top it off, all three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and without compromise. Once you have your hog in prize-worthy condition, grab yourself a pair of the Manscaped Boxers 2.0. They are ultra-soft, moisture-wicking, cooling, anti-chafing, masterpieces fit for a king, and made for your royal scepter. I should know. I'm wearing them right now. So, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code JohnsonsBallsack at manscaped.com. There are so few perfect summer days. Don't let hot, sweaty balls ruin them. Stay fresh, clean, and smelling good with Manscaped. Prime Day is coming. Check out the HyperX store on Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on the latest gaming gear from HyperX so you'll be ready for all the new launches and content drops this summer. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't be around long. This is Deadshot. Show up, sit down, and listen to my boys on superhero stuff you should know. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about you. Welcome back to the show. So we're going to do reenactments of the original scripts for Batman Returns. We're going to go in chronological order with the film. So we're going to start with 
Branscombe's character credited as terrifying clown number one. Uh, however, I don't know why it was terrifying clown number one. There was no terrifying clown number two or three in it. But uh, whatever the case is, uh, one and only. We are going to basically go through some uh, deleted scenes of the Batman Returns Criminals. So let's go through it. So starting with the terrifying clown in Daniel Waters's uh, original draft titled Batman 2 from May 1991, Ranscombe, you would have been a quote, uh, this is how it, your character is described as a quote, younger surly punk wearing a lightly smoking neon <laughs> sign linking the word circus, but circus spelled C-I-R-K-U-S for some reason, and uh, a humongous chain necklace over his chest. So that's a very different uh, my friend. Uh, so uh, another difference in this draft is that the Red Triangle Circus gang does not actually attack the Gotham Plaza like in the movie. They actually infiltrate Shrek's department store. They go inside when he's having a meeting with the mayor. And so uh, your character formerly is called Neon Necklace Punk as opposed to Terrifying Clown. <laughs> and uh, you would have taken Selena Kyle hostage. And at one point you would have used the stun gun on somebody so the stun gun was used on you but in this script you actually use the stun gun on the mayor of gotham city in this uh, early script uh and basically uh it says neon as your character is called looks out a cumbersomely quirky stun gun that is a stream of laser going from one skull ornament on one side of the gun to another skull on the other he stuns the mayor to his knees so uh would have given you some action there it's after this that neon necklace punk and selena encounter batman so here's the original scene from that draft. So what we're going to do here is, uh, Andrew, you can read the narration and I'll just give fans mm -hmm. the line. These are actually real scenes. Real these are real scenes in the original script. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring you guys on so you could actually do these. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Interior, Shrek building, hallway, night. Neon necklaced punk holds his aggressively unique stun gun on Selena pushing her down the hall. She awkwardly hobbles on one heel. <laughs> Move it, low-life secretary! <laughs> That's great. Oh, you're a mean rascal. Why would you talk to that lady like that? Oh, that lady you called. Horrible. <laughs> I prefer low-life assistant, thank you. I probably should just shut up. You know, this was a very serious pair of shoes you ruined. Couldn't you have just been a prince and broken my jaw? My body will heal, but this was the last pair left in my size. Oh, and next time, Scooter, remember to shoot the other heel. With her existing heel, Selena slams out into Neon Punk's knee, knocking the stun gun out of his hand onto a nearby carpet and him to the ground. He seethes in sync to, the fl to his flashing neon necklace, then bolts up toward the stun gun on the center, when suddenly the carpet is viciously pulled out from under him, somersaulting him into vivid, sparking heap. Selena breathlessly turns to see Batman at the end of the carpet. So there we go. You would have been slipped by Batman pulling the end of the carpet at that point. So a very different end uh, on this. It's actually uh, 
funny enough, it's a different wow. character. Uh, yeah, it's a different character of a ringmaster for the Red Triangle Circus gang who does the whole beat about calling him Mr. Man Bat. So it's actually two different characters that were combined into one. I see Greg's cat there. Hello. Uh, so uh, two different characters uh, combined into one for your character of the clown. But it was originally a ringmaster for the Red Triangle Circus gang who holds Christopher Walken's character, Max Shrek, hostage using syringes coming out of his knuckles and then doing the whole Mr. Man Bat <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then Batman then takes the grappling gun to shoot through the syringes uh, to break them and knock the ringmaster out. It says that he uh, basically cracks the guy's skull like, into the wall and knocks him out. McDonald's wow. stepped in and they were like, syringes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, very right. different. Yeah, very different. So That was all before, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that's that's an early that's wow. an early draft from Daniel Waters uh, from August 1991, and then this draft was later revised uh, by a different writer, Wesley Strick, who decided to you know rewrite it so that it's a big attack on Gotham Plaza in the beginning, and Neon Necklace Punk and the Ringmaster were combined into the clown, into the terrifying clown oh or the God. delirious clown or the stun gun clown, as you're called. So, uh, and the right. dialogue here is very different for you in this scene i don't know if this is stuff that you had previously shot and was just edited down but anyway uh in this version it says that the this clown is previously part of a group of three clowns who get foiled by the batmobile and your clown is on the run from them getting chased down uh, I also have the novelization by Craig Shaw Gardner that adds another detail <laughs> saying that Selena hears you say something about, quote, never taking me alive during that. So uh, <laughs> during wow. this, yeah. Uh, so we will uh, basically do this scene now for, and I'll uh, have Andrew do the narration. Exterior, the plaza night. The Batmobile thunders at the clown who'd escaped. This clown grabs innocent bystander Selena Kyle. In the scuffle, a heel cracks off one of her shoes. The blitzing Batmobile comes to a skidding halt. The clown presses a sleek stun gun to Selena's neck. I probably shouldn't bring this up, but this is a very serious pair of shoes you ruined. Couldn't you have just been a prince and broken my jaw? My body will heal, but this was the last pair of shoes left in my size. All these okay. innocent bystanders and I have to pick you! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Hey, you know what I gotta tell you? On the call sheet, I was delirious clown. Interesting, okay. Just for a little, for just a little, um, you know, trivia. And the <laughs> other thing is, Originally, when the Batmobile was going up and down the street, uh, mm. we were just doing near, near misses. And then I got to Michelle. Just FYI, so everyone knows. Awesome. Awesome. Kind of interesting. Right, back to Andrew. <laughs> okay. The Batmobile door whooshes open. Batman pounds straight at the clown, an eerie force of nature. An acrobat somersaults into his face. It was Greg. Batman casually uh. punches his lights out. <laughs> now you listen up, Mr. Man Bat. You come in any closer and I'll... Boom! And then I'll do it. Sure. Batman gunslingers out his grapple spear gun. The wired, hook, <clears throat> the wired hook rockets past the clown's jerking 
away head and into the wall behind him. Nice shot, mister. Batman yanks the wire, <laughs> ripping off a chunk of wall that smacks the back of the clown's head as he staggers. You shouldn't have left the other heel. With her surviving heel, she kicks the crumpled clown's knee, knocking him down and the... <clears throat> wait, yeah. Knocking him and the stun gun to the ground. So... There we go. That's the uh, that's the dialogue in the I guess one of the later scripts uh, with revisions by Wesley Strick. Uh, the visuals we're showing here will real quick. You'll be able to see it in the YouTube version, Branscombe. But we're showing the Batman Returns comic adaptation by Dennis O'Neill with pencils by Steve Irwin. Not not that Steve Irwin, but Steve Irwin E R W I N. Uh, inks by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Colors by Tom McCraw and letters by John Costanza of the scene and has some of this original dialogue that you just did uh, in both the script and the novelization by Craig Shaw Gardner. It also has a moment where Batman looks at the red triangle on your face over the eye and puts it together that this is the red triangle circus gang, even though I guess a bunch of circus members causing chaos wasn't enough of a clue already, but just the specific red triangle on your face was what tips him off. Uh, and one last thing, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Ranscombe, but uh, your character of the clown nicknamed Stun Gun Clown, you are the first boss of the Super Nintendo video game version oh, of wow. Batman Returns. What? No way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. They owe you a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes hey, that... hey, you know what? Greg, Greg Cummings got this work uh 13 weeks and i got a week actually got five days that's all i got oh so wow go. okay well you know i i yeah uh, but he's not in the video game <laughs> there you go <laughs> and and, and, and another leader. trivia right after that we went and did renegade right after that oh, okay oh, wow. oh, yeah, we started renegade in 92 work with your points on that show Okay. Which which was supposed to be Henry Kenji as Bobby Six Killer, but we'll yeah, right. <laughs> oh. You should have put the clown face in one of those episodes <laughs> as an homage to Batman. It's hilarious. Uh, All right, well, that is the uh, terrifying clown sort of original draft. So going chronologically, wow, that was a lot of stuff you found. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot. On, I have a lot on each one of you. I have a lot on each one of you. That's why I'm just like, this will be really fun. We'll get your anecdotes, then in return, cool. I, I provide you. Yeah. So uh, on to Greg's acrobat, acrobat thug, as you're credited, though I think acrobat clown. I agree with you is a more apt description mm -hmm. uh, of it. But uh, the scene we're reading from is the original Waters draft. Slightly different, still. The description of your character is a little different. Some of the dialogue is different. So here we go. Uh, on air. So, exterior. I'm going to narrate this one. Okay. Exterior. Gotham Plaza. Day. The crowd yawns up into some more lukewarm clapping for the mayor when a gnarling thug acrobat in a red cape and tights that have a red triangle across the chest, so you'd kind of look like an evil superhero, Greg, uh, somersaults onto the stage and snatches up the mayor's baby. The crowd screams as the thug acrobat effortlessly pivot kicks the mayor to the wood and moves to the podium, hoisting the baby like an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much on speeches, so I'll just say thanks. The thug acrobat spin vaults over the podium and fullbacks through the crowd with a baby as his pigskin toward an open manhole. 
He dives in as the crowd hustles over. The thug acrobat can be heard screaming and fighting. Oh, no, it's the penguin. Help! Interior, the sewer, day. Penguin and the thug acrobat are revealed in the sewer, barely containing their laughter. They shout upward in bogus melodrama while pounding the sides of the sewer with pipes. The bearded lady gently rocks the placid baby. Oh, penguin, don't hurt me! Take that, you scoundrel! Penguin throws down his pipe and palatially mounts his scissors lift apparatus. The bearded lady gives him the baby in a blast of breath spray. Penguin raises the baby as of offering it to the gods as the dwarves crank upward. Mm-hmm. So that's the original scene. We also had fan of our podcast, Jackson Putnam, grace us again with his impression of Danny DeVito's Penguin for that one line. So, uh, and then here you are in the comic adaptation, Greg, uh, pretty close. To what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have you in the comic adaptation here, Greg, and uh, going down and disappearing down the manhole, and just saying "Hey, Al," and then getting supposedly knocked out, and then the uh, the revised script by Wesley Strick and the novelization by Craig Shaw Gartner also say that uh, people see your character getting sort of with your clothes torn try to drag yourself out of the manhole sort of being no. fake beaten up before running off i don't know if they tried to do that oh, with you no no not of that i i don't even see it here in your notes in your, your pages so. yeah no nah, it's uh it's in a it's in a different draft uh on that uh uh-huh. but yeah supposedly this was not the last that we saw of your character in the wow. original waters draft you had an encounter with batman while wreaking havoc oh, in me. gotham so let's uh Let's go into that. So uh, we're going to have you wow. reprise your role again as this, and then I'm going to have Henry be uh, take the line for this next one uh, after in response to you. So uh, I'll narrate this one. <clears throat> Exterior, another place in the smoking promenade night. The thug acrobat from the press conference and another like-caped gang member hold out their, their checks in the deep discussion. I scored a bonus for the press conference baby thing. You got to start saving your receipts, man. (laughs) (laughs) Emerging from the smoke behind them, Batman sledgehammers down the caped gangster, then latches out to the running away cape of the thug acrobat. He violently swings the acrobat off the ground into a harsh lamppost wraparound wraparound collision. So you would have gotten pretty violently knocked out there, Greg, by a lamppost. Yeah. I would have liked to have done that. Yeah, unfortunately, didn't make it into later later drafts. Uh, and then this is the scene that I was referring to as well. Uh, I'm not sure if this would have been your acrobat specifically, Greg. You said you did shoot parts of you, uh, you know, taking away the children. This one has it. It describes quote a plush nursery. An infant boy peacefully sleeps in a custom wood crib. An acrobat thug quietly vaults through the window, scoops up the infant, vaults out as an alarm wails, but the infant sleeps on. Oh, so. yeah. Well, they had me take it from a little kind of cage from the street. It wasn't through a window and all that. They did have me uh, swoop a baby out from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So that's probably how that got evolved in that. That mm-hmm. makes sense. All right. So uh, that's the Acrobat Thug. Yay! Um, <laughs> wow. Yay! You guys are amazing. I, I was told that they... They hired uh, the best-looking person they could for the acrobat. Yes. 
very clearly. Why, why, why is everybody laughing? You're laughing when I say that. I, yeah. There's a chuckle. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, lastly is Henry's bunker. So, uh, Henry, we saw your face get slashed up in the movie, but the original script had a very different takedown. You might have enjoyed it more. So it says it's the same beginning where you're attacking the woman. And then it says Catwoman mm -hmm. launches down, perfectly wrapping her legs around the mugger's neck. She ooh, claps ooh. her hands together with the mugger's head in the middle. She sinks to a standing position on the sidewalk as his moaning body sags downward. So interesting way to get taken out there. Uh, <laughs> one of the better ways <laughs> i think you would have preferred that over getting slashed uh, oh yes <laughs> you, you know what henry got taken out on bionic woman just like that <laughs> <laughs> oh man you that's did. another podcast <laughs> but you gotta watch it when you stick your head in a woman's pelvis that's all i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> get so, dangerous. Uh, we will uh we're gonna of the movie business <laughs> <laughs> so let's do the scene from the script revised by wesley strick where you got a, a little bit more lines uh and catwoman made a slightly different entrance <clears throat> so i'll have uh have andrew read the narration and then i'll let you know when your your stuff comes in henry <clears throat> okay. all right exterior another alley night a relatively normal-looking mugger slaps his hand over a female victim's mouth and rummages into her purse. Help, Batman! Now, now, pretty young thing. It's nice and easy. Please don't hurt me. I'll do anything. Suddenly, the mugger squeals in pain. His hand is yanked out of the purse by a stinging whip that's wrapped around his wrist. So that's different. On that. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with a scratch, cat. I'm oh, sorry, I realized that Andrew was supposed yeah. to be narrating. This. <laughs> Let me do it real quick, just for consistency. Go ahead, do the same thing. Suddenly, the mugger squeals in pain. His hand is yanked out of the purse by a stinging whip that's wrapped around his wrist. With a screech, Catwoman suddenly lands around the mugger's neck, twisting him down in a brutal tackle. I just love a big, strong man who's not afraid to show it with someone half his size. Hold up. <laughs> Understated. <You think? laughs> Hold up. Yeah. Okay. Catwoman <laughs> smiles politely and puts away her whip. Be gentle. It's my first time. The mugger charges <laughs> up at Catwoman, who savagely rockets him back, grasping, uh, gasping with fixed the toaster by my self delight. Then a flurry of talon scratches across his face that sends him squealing to the to the asphalt. Tick, tack, toe. Nice. So. Uh, Henry, your character is in the comic adaptation too, but while the likeness for Branscombe and Greg were pretty on point, uh, not so much, unfortunately, for the comic. I'm afraid we have a very, uh, very uh, short-haired dude in a baseball cap in the comic adaptation. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yes. Uh, now, I think the reason why behind this 
is that they actually modeled the mugger after the one, the same one from the Batman 89 movie who Keaton confronted and said, I'm Batman. And so they thought as an Easter egg, they would carry over the same character and get taken out by Catwoman and have Catwoman say, I'm Catwoman, hear me roar to him. So oh. unfortunately you did get recast in the comic adaptation for that little Easter egg, but uh However, let's redeem this and bring this all back home. In the original Daniel Waters draft, you had one more scene in this. So, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, your mugger, as well as the female victim, would have showed up later to report what happened to Commissioner Gordon. So I will have Andrew read the narration. Okay. All right. So exterior promenade before the museum night. Batman closes up the transistor in his hand and moves off into the smoking chaos of Gotham's Rodeo Drive or Rodeo Drive, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Either one, I think. <laughs> it's all it's Gotham. Well, no, LA, in, so in, I don't know. In the community, on, in the community, Crenshaw area, it's called Rodeo Road. Oh. But in the Beverly Hills, the same spelling is called Rodeo Drive. Oh, oh man. So it's rodeo and rodeo oh, all right <laughs> gordon gives him a thoughtful glance before the mugger and his vic female victim clamor up telling you she had claws <laughs> that's what i'm saying she was a cat woman that was the additional scene and that's it we did it that is branscombe richmond's terrifying <laughs> clown greg cubman's acrobat thug henry Kinji's mugger all returned after 30 years <laughs> returns with narration by Andrew and me and then editing in Catwoman and Female Victim by Danielle Moses and special voice cameo of Jackson Putnam as the Penguin. Thank you all for being a part of this, helping us out. Uh, any closing thoughts before we go? I know Greg has uh, something to plug. All of you guys probably do have something to plug here, so I guess we'll go back in order uh, starting with Branscombe. Well, if you love video games, please play Apex Legends. Gibraltar. I am Apex Legends Gibraltar. And it's been an honor. And uh, thank God we are blessed with good health and still working in the industry. And I love these other two guys, and all our fans out there. Thank you so much. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. Henry? Um, yes, it was uh, um, wonderful. <laughs> I just, you guys are amazing. <laughs> this was uh, actually uh, a pleasure, really, uh, just to hear all the um, the history and what you guys dug up. You you should actually uh, do a radio show about this, <laughs> finding all of this information. Oh, that's right, we're doing that. That's what we're doing. No, it's really very very interesting. Uh, um, I hope the crowd and the audience and everyone loves that and keeps tuning back on you guys because this is some uh, good movie uh, history magic. I appreciate it. It was very fun. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And same thing. Uh, happy to be a part of it. And thank you for bringing us on and uh, letting us uh, relive that and giving us this history, which is, again, really, really interesting and fun. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And, and thank you for, for what you do, all three of you. Yes, thank you. This has been great. Uh, and then, Greg, I've pulled up. Uh, I know that uh, <laughs> you wanted to. Awesome. Plug what you've been doing. Many people can see you now on Amazon in Bosch and Bosch Legacy. 
Yeah, I play uh, Crate, uh, the, the partner team Crate and Barrel. And we've been on seven seasons for Bosch and uh, Bosch Legacy. The first season aired, we're in that. And we're going to just shoot uh, about four or five episodes in the second season of Bosch Legacy coming up here in about three weeks. We're going to start that uh, out of the 10 episodes they'll shoot for season two. And you can always uh, check me out. I play Luther, Max Dad, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia which has uh, been a real fun role to play. And, uh, but I just wanted to thank you, Ben and Andrew, uh, your enthusiasm and your excitement for uh, this film, this project that we did a long time ago, 30 years ago. Well, actually we did it 31 years ago because we did it in 91 and it came out in 91. Oh yeah. So um, it's just very exciting uh, that you, you guys are, are interested and, and, uh, and, and uh, little old us who uh, were just, <laughs> I was just kind of starting out then. Uh, Henry was uh, in, and, and Branscombe was uh, earlier than I was. They started earlier. But uh, I, I'm just uh, uh, very appreciative of the excitement you guys uh, have and bring to it. And, uh, and uh, I, I'm also very honored and blessed to uh, be a part of it. And, uh, and also to know these wonderful guys, Branscombe and Henry, uh, who I've, uh, known for years through many different projects, many different films. It's a great blessing to be working in this business. I want to thank all the fans out there, the people. Uh, Henry said it earlier, we're fans like all of you are. Uh, and uh, we may act in the business, but uh, it's pretty magical for us at the same time. And uh, thanks. Fantastic. Yeah, oh. I just say the same thing about uh, Branscombe and Greg. It, uh, again, it, it's, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, people used would talk about um, actors a lot, and uh, they would say things like, "You can't count on them. They're never they never show up when they're supposed to." And that's because when the actors get roles, you never know when they're going to get them, and they're supposed to plan for the Christmas party, but then they get a part, and then they have to go away and work. And everybody goes, "Where is he?" Well, he just never shows up. Well, I mean, <laughs> that kind of stuff happens, and it's just uh, uh, when you work on a show with people and you're there every day all day long you become family become friends and family and then you all of a sudden the show's over everybody's gone in their separate ways like somebody just cut the umbilical cord and said here go 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 grow up Mm -hmm. Uh, so and then we disappear but then when we come back together it's like we never left each other we start right back where we were when we left Mm-hmm. from the shoot the show before that years later whatever it is but it, it, that's how wonderful it is to have uh when you make good friends and and good people around then you, you can come back together and have a great time every moment when you guys are together and the fans should know something you know what the fans should know that What's this the- interview is being done at midnight 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm serious. The fans should know that, that this isn't like at four o'clock in the afternoon. This is midnight, 15. And we had some te- technical difficulties, but we're all here, man. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Yeah, that's yep. that's now, right. thank, thank you all yeah. for, uh, for being a part of this. It was an honor to meet all three of you at the, at the event. I'm, I'm very happy to have had all three of you on here too to not only share your stories, but also, you know, I have the privilege of, of sharing with you some of these deleted scenes of your characters that you didn't get to play that you now have technically been able to play on this show. And oh. that's, that's definitely one of the things that I want to give back 
in some way to you. So thank you. Awesome trivia. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Awesome. And with that, that is superhero stuff you should know. Big thanks to our research assistant, Dan, for gathering the visuals for the YouTube experience, uh, as well as big thanks to Jackson Putnam as the voice of Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin, as well as Danielle Moses as uh, Selena Kyle slash Catwoman and female victim. Uh, Also, another plug for Gregory Scott Cummins. You can check him out at GregorySCottCummins.com for his official website. You wanted me to plug that in as well, so I'm adding that in here. Uh, And then Danielle, you can find on Instagram at Faye and Familiar. She's a freelance illustrator with an affinity for character design and drawing all the animals. So she's not just a talented actress. She's also an artist. Uh, And she also uh, is promoting Table Raven, uh, which I'll probably have her say a little bit more about earlier, but uh, basically Table Raven is something that is helping out for a tabletop role-playing game. So they're a digital assistant for them. Uh, she says, we support Pathfinder, are working on supporting D&D 5E, and are building a flexible, easy-to-use platform to keep your campaigns, characters, sessions, and encounters together and keep you focused on your gaming and role-playing. So check them out at tableraven.com. So uh, moving forward, uh, I did have a call to action to send me the pictures of the fantastic Penguin, Batman and Catwoman at the event of the 30th anniversary because I was too busy trying to recruit these guys on the podcast (laughs) to take pictures with them. And lo and behold, I got pictures that are way better than anything I could have taken. And they come from one of the guys behind the scenes of this who's uh, uh, who's David Woodruff on that. So uh, these are pictures of uh, Penguin. Batman, uh, Catwoman over here posing in front uh, of the of the Montalban Theater uh, as well. And uh, we've also got Batman doing a very Keaton-esque uh, pose with his lips as well, uh, which is funny. Uh, so we've got all that here. And uh, basically, uh, I want to basically give a shout out to everyone involved in this. So that is Connor Breen as Penguin in the center, Kayla Emerson as Catwoman, and Travis Youssef as Batman. Uh, David, who sent me these, uh, he set up the shirts, the face paint booth for the Red Triangle Circus Gang, the raffle for Catwoman's Claws, the makeup demonstration, the bat and the cat costumes, and helped add a third of the panel, as well as the original torso display. You can follow him on Instagram at Son of Pumpkinhead on Instagram. So uh, there we go. That's our little post credit scene for you guys. Uh, and then on to the fan comments. So uh, Greg or Craig. Uh, these are all comments on that 30th anniversary Batman Returns episode. I thought this would be appropriate for this since uh, there's a tie into that. Gregor Craig says, listening to you talking about the audience engagement with the film, what makes me wish that Batman Returns would get the Rocky Horror Picture Show treatment. I'd go to that if it played near me. Funny <laughs> enough, you know, <laughs> uh, Greg Cummins, also sharing your name, Gregor Craig, maybe you're actually secretly the same person, uh, has said a similar <laughs> thing right now on this podcast. Uh, Gregor Craig also says, $30 for autographs from these three actors is a bargain. I got to say, unfortunately, Henry Kinji was not uh, doing autographs. It was just uh, it was just Branscombe and Greg. However, I would have loved it if he did it too. I definitely would have paid $30 for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three had a small but highly memorable role in the film. I also know Henry Kinji from Predator 2 and Branscombe Richmond from a 90s show called Renegade. Again, funny enough, this is, was referenced by Branscope earlier mm-hmm. in this recording. So uh, funny enough, how funny how that all comes full circle. Uh, Hipster Blood commented that Ronnie Spector, who was also a guest on the panel, did Michelle Pfeiffer's makeup. She's still her makeup artist all these years later. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, 
That's awesome. Uh, thanks. Thank you, Hipster Blood, for that tidbit. Awesome uh, name, too, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, this other one is Miami Knight. We have some great names here. Yes. Miami Knight says, I'm going to butcher this probably. Maxo Balaz made the returns count for one of the cosplayers who was there. All right. That's awesome. Awesome. That. Shout out to, uh, I mean, I, there's just so much talent involved with the cosplay that i saw there especially the ones uh, the ones that were part of the event that we just saw the pictures of like i'm just like you you can't get better than that short of literally having keaton pfeiffer and, and devito back into the costumes again you can't get any better than that so uh fantastic night uh over to you with the fan comments i mean okay. the shout outs yeah with the shout outs all right so thanks everybody uh we want to thank everybody that's uh part of the patreon they're up on the board here some of the newcomers and in- newcomers include benjamin v chris f michael s meta geek chuck atwt yuli and chris r and we have our other supporters as well up on the board here thank you guys for that for your support and contributions and all that uh if you want to be up on the board and get the, all the benefits and all the goodies and stuff uh, go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod and there you can get the one dollar tier that gets you the shout out get you up on the board there and uh then the five dollar tier gets you a whole other show so this show is every monday uh and it's free and then but this is a five dollar tier so this is a whole other show and uh we do deeper dives on there so check that out you can cancel anytime binge binge the hell out of us and then uh be done with it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so if, if you want to do it that way ten dollar tier gets you uh all the other tiers plus uh the monthly meetup so that means uh you meet up with us in a zoom like call and we just kind of shoot the shit all together and have a topic at hand to talk about as well react to videos at sometimes as well things like that uh we have merch at superhousepod.redbubble.com and superhero stuff pod.threadless.com Ben Man, Zacula, and Indeed Wizard mug shirt, shower curtains, artwork by Stefan Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, new, new artwork at, at some point. Uh, we're we're working on that. Uh, so yeah, new merch uh, at some point here. Uh, so yeah, uh, please send us some audio, and you too can be part of the show. Uh, you can use your voice recorder app on your phone and uh, record really anything, and then send that to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. That's Thunderwolf Drew. Let me say that clearly. And then Thunderwolf Lives on YouTube is my other uh, YouTube page. And uh, I also have uh, my portfolio website. Um, I do behind-the-scenes videography and photography and editing as well. Check that out at ThunderwolfDrew.com. And I have a short film. Well, it'll be a whole episode at one point but anyway it's called i'm on a recon a-m-a-n-o-r-e-c-o-n.com i'm on a recon.com basically think r-rated power rangers meets x-files and stranger things mix that all up and you have i'm on a recon uh so check that out uh i'm on a recon.com currently has a 17 7 yeah 17 second teaser trailer and we're Still working on our campaign video for Indiegogo, where that will be used to get funds for a bigger project, which would be um, about a 23-minute pilot episode for the show. So, and this artwork, this great artwork is by Zachary Jackson Brown. So, um, I think his website's Zachary Jackson Brown Art.com. So, yeah, check that out. And that's it for me, Ben. 
Shout out to Comic Capital on Instagram as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Superhouse Pod, Instagram, Superhero Stuff Pod, TikTok, Superhero Stuff Pod, Vero, Superhero Stuff Pod. My website is benwanrider.com where you can read my Gotham script called Gotham Vampire, where young Bruce faces off against the Mad Monk, as well as my spec script for Elementary called The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the classic story, The Adventure of the Dying Detective. And Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disneyland, the Curb episode they could never make where Larry goes to Disneyland. Uh, my YouTube channel is in the description below where you can check out The Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time, an audio drama I write, narrate, and edit. Thumbnail by our assistant Dan. This is for Doctor Who fans in which the eighth Doctor meets Miyamoto Musashi in ancient Japan. Uh, my personal Instagram is Ben Juan Ryder. My son's Instagram, my cat, is Alfie Pennyworth Cat. And if you have an Alfie yourself or a peanut or a cat like Greg Cummins, as you might have seen in the video, <laughs> then you could also get the Whisker Box, the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent. And if you don't have a cat and you have a dog instead, that's okay. You can get the Bark Box, y'all. Give your dog exactly what they want with the Bark Box. Promo code or promo link that we have will give you the first month off free, valued at $35. And you can get that promo code over at superherostuffpod.com slash shop. You can get all sorts of stuff, Amazon affiliate links, a little Keaton Funko from the 89 movie, all sorts of stuff at superherostuffpod.com slash shop. And we would be remiss not to mention Manscaped. Get yourself, <laughs> get yourself Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code Johnson's Ballsack. Manscaped.com. Yes. We would be remiss if if, if you missed <laughs> not shaving your ball sack. <laughs> Once again. Indeed. If you <laughs> it'd be my hype man with the indeeds. <laughs> if you you can't just have a, a a crazy bush outside of your underoos. You gotta keep that shit mm -hmm. tight, mm -hmm. high and tight in your in your lower region. <laughs> So, <laughs> and you want to make it seem like your dick is bigger. Yes. With a more trimmed bush. So, <laughs> we can't make it any clearer, guys. Yeah. You got to go to Manscaped, get the platinum package for your platinum package. <laughs> Johnson's ball sack. That's our code at, at checkout. That gets you 20% off and free shipping. How much? Look, you get 20% off, <laughs> free shipping, and a dick that seems bigger. Come what on, you gotta, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? Absolutely nothing. You have only uh, stuff to gain. <laughs> you, yeah, man. You know, including so, inches. Yeah, you, you, you could at least <laughs> or centimeters yeah, at least seemed seemed seemingly bigger. Let's just you know we have to be uh, <laughs> clear about that. So yes. yeah, <laughs> all right. So, seemingly, <laughs> seemingly, seemingly bigger. Yes, we're we're an advertisement, so we can't we can't have any. <laughs> we can't, what am I trying to say? No false, false promises. Yeah, false claims. <laughs> it is twelve thirty at night over here. <laughs> yeah, we're getting goofy. So uh, keep the bush high and tight in the <laughs> in your lower region. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we want you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends about us. You didn't miss this episode. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thank you. <laughs>